Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broadwaysted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and on a stormy night many moons ago, I'm shy. When I see him in a Spanish panic saying, good night, sweet princess, I know it's a happily ever after. This moment is all we have, and while our people must be fed and served, there's an opening for a princess in Normandy. We'll have Amanda Man talk about how yesterday I loved you, and when the swamps of home bring out your sensitivity, I'll stay quiet. In a little while, I'll sing the song of love, my nightingale lullaby. But joining us today are the usual minstrels, jesters, and I, including Kevin, dream of me, Jagger. Yeah, baby, dream of me. <laughs> Kimberly, our very soft shoes game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. I'm wearing slippers. <laughs> and with us today is just Haley and Aaron. There's no more introduction for them. <laughs> but let's give them a big broad waist of welcome anyway. To friends of the show. Friends of the show. Haley and Harry. I walked with you once upon a Oh, that's our song. Um, so let's just start with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Bro, 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 shots, 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 shots. Oh, we're gonna have bro Kevin this it's entire episode. Honestly, I, I, I'm in charge. But with of red this. wine? Uh, yeah, I'm in charge of the Zoom, so if this gets too much, you will be kicked out. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this character in full. <laughs> will he come out by the end of the episode? <laughs> That's real funny, bro. But no, I'm, I'm drinking some red wine for my parents' cellar. It's like some really sick stuff. You're going to play some uh, some Frisbee? Throw the toss, toss the disc? You mean ultimate, bro? <laughs> um, what's that beanbag game? What's the what's the cornhole? Cornhole. I think cornhole. It's cornhole. Oh no! Yes, it's cornhole. But like, if we're talking the uh, she's all that hack e sack yeah. hack that's right. e sack. That's where the real bros at. Yeah. On this episode, can I be called Kevin Prince Jr.? Kevin Prince Jr. 
No, that was my, like, I had the entire back of my bedroom door covered in Freddie Prince Jr. So wow, that's my, like, oof. It's like sentimental. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm so drinking what? orange juice and tequila. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so drinking rosé. away from a sunrise. Mm-hmm. Oh, in a pretty cup. Nice. With a straw. No, why not? Well, that's so cute. Bro. I have a gin and tonic. Oh, God. To say bro all the time. Uh, I have a gin and tonic with an umbrella. Nice. Beautiful. Did Jay put the umbrella in? No, I did it. True. Jay was cleaning the kitchen, and I went into the pantry um, to get the gin out, and my mom obviously stocks handles of Tangeray. And so I came out with, like, the handle and, like, put it on the island, and he just goes, all right, it's that time. You're like, I am here. Yeah. <laughs> and I made a drink. A Brian, what are you drinking? Gin is gross. Uh, I am drinking Milagro tequila with um, seltzer. Nice. Delish. Yummy. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I still have my Bar Hill. Do you know there's two R's? Oh. Bar Hill. Bar Hill. Didn't know. Why? Hey, clinks, bros. I'm oh. going to kick you out. <laughs> Uh, can't wait to hear a bro's hot take on Once Upon a Mattress. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, on that note, this week is host choice, Kimberly edition. And so I will turn it over to her for Feel Good Movies High School edition. Yeah. yeah. Um, these movies, I believe I had all on DVD and like took them with me to college. Like these are ones that I like packed up and were like, I need these where I'm going. um yeah i hadn't watched them probably since college Mm. and i still know all of the words but of course yeah so we can start with once upon a mattress so we did once upon a mattress get over it and west bank story cool um i have funny stories about west bank story but we can get there later if we go through once upon a mattress i believe was this right after light in the piazza this was I think 2005. So. Yeah, so that so, makes sense. Wait, Light in the Piazza was way later, wasn't it? I feel like it's the same season as Wicked. Light in the Piazza was 2005. It's around the same time. The first performance oh. on Broadway. Hold on, I'm checking on this. Um, I can look, yeah. I, I got it. Um, oh, okay. The Broadway production was 2005, yeah. How are they oh. connected? Oh, Matthew Morrison. Matthew Morrison. Morrison. Oh, okay. Oh, this is right. just like the, the second of like, he popped up on screen. I knew why she chose this. Because <laughs> I remember going to see Light in the Piazza, and my mom like seeing Matt Morrison's headshot and being like, "Oh, he's very cute." And then he like walked on near us because we were sitting like off to the side at Lincoln Center, and that was his entrance. And my mom was like, "He's so cute," and like. He, you think he must be really Italian. It's such a good accent. And my dad was there and my dad just turns to her and goes, his name is Matthew Morrison. <laughs> no. Well done, dad. <laughs> and she was like, no, but listen, he must be, he's speaking Italian. And I was like, mom, he's an actor getting paid. <laughs> oh. So Kimberly, was this like a made for TV movie or? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was on ABC because it was before the wave of live TV movies. Okay. 
Um, because you remember, like, like it a world of this was after yes, Brandy. It was Wonderful out. World of Disney in 2005. Got yeah. it. In the same vein of it's like the like Bye Bye Birdie and the Music Man of the 90s. Brandy they tried Cinderella. to bring it back. And Brandy Cinderella, of course, the only VHS tape that was ever in the van. Yes, Brandy I have the watching the van. <laughs> it travels with me on tour. <laughs> Yes. Proud of you. Um, I met Paolo Montalban at a party once and I like swooned. Nice. Like the first year I moved to the city. It was the best. Um, anyway, yeah, Once Upon a Mattress was on TV and I remember watching it because I was 16 and had just seen Light in the Piazza and was like, the handsome boy. Mm-hmm. He's there. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I got it on DVD and I watched it a lot. Did you know and the I, show before that? No. The only thing I knew was that Carol Burnett was the lead, like was in it. Mm-hmm. And I knew OG, that. OG Winfred. Here is my question to everyone. I've never seen anything but this movie. Sure. So At all. like never even <laughs> listened. This is the only movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Have you been lying on all of our Friday episodes? I've been doing a pretty good job, don't you think? Absolutely. <laughs> um We're Kevin, what is behind you? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. Um, <laughs> Kim's just laughing at Kevin's television. Um, but I've only seen this movie and I've never listened to the cast albums, I'm realizing, because Brian and Aaron both texted me like, oh, did they cut such and such? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so, is, yeah. so does someone want to explain what's different? Sure. So a lot. I mean, a good amount. <laughs> Um, yeah. So my relationship with this is I did this in high school. So I, I know this very well. Oh, yeah. Were you Dauntless? Yeah. I was Dauntless. Oh, you'd be so good as Dauntless. Mm-hmm. Um, in th- Okay, so in this version, um, they, they cut a lot of the B-plot and rearranged the B-plot. So The Larkin in- pregnancy? Uh, yeah, well, not necessarily the pregnancy, but kind of how that plot unfolds. How she gets uh, pregnant? Yes. <laughs> it actually is a stork in the stage show. No. Um, <laughs> in, so in the stage show, the opening, The Many Moons Ago, is actually sung by the minstrel. They gave it to Carol Burnett, um, or at least that introduction stuff. So the show is framed by the minstrel telling the story of like when he like all this crazy stuff happened. Um, mm. And so the minstrel, the jester, and the um, king are supposed to be like Grouch, um, um, Marx Brothers characters, like Groucho, Harpo, and all that. So you have one who's oh. silent, one who, like it's supposed to be that type of thing. I see. Um, oh. And they like get into mischief and stuff like that. And um, a, a lot of the B plot is them helping Larkin and Harry. Um, and getting involved in both plots. So actually, like, the jester and the minstrel actually go to the wizard, and then because the wizard likes them, the wizard actually tells them what the plot is, not someone in a suit of armor, and then Larkin's trying to run away, and they sing Normandy to Larkin about where she should go, as opposed to it being about, like, their honeymoon. 
I um, did this show in middle school as like a extracurricular middle school show. And I don't remember any of that. So I'm glad you're telling us this. Yeah. <laughs> so the minstrel is completely cut from this. So are, yeah. so are all of his songs, including the minstrel, the jester and I, which I mentioned in the opening and yeah. very soft shoes. Did, did anyone else think when he said that? I was like the minstrel, the jester and I. <laughs> I did not think that, but no, now I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and some other things are cut for time, but like yeah. the, the main plot with Dauntless is pretty much this, as it is on the stage show. Um, but the other stuff is definitely um, truncated, and I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, um, very have anyone else? One of those songs that can be cut, okay. and you're not missing any plot. Yeah, there's you know of the time there are those songs in these musicals for sure. I mean, of the battle too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when I um, had you seen the movie before, anyone? Yes. No, I didn't I know it existed. <gasps> Same. I had no idea. Blonde Zoe Deschanel. I love this. I mean, the musical, like, revisiting it again, I did it, I think, what would have been my sixth grade year. So this, like, um, theater, it was uh, this community theater for kids in this certain school district from sixth grade to ninth grade. And we would put on shows outside of our school. And... Oh God, I just forgot exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, I just, Have you seen I, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So I really, I loved the show, but every time I revisit it, because I would love to play Winifred someday, mm-hmm. I revisit it. What? You'd be great. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, I revisit it and I'm like, this is not great. Like, this is not good. Oh. And I'm very shocked that I didn't, did not know about this because I love Carol Burnett. I really enjoyed this show. Um, so it was like a lovely surprise to know that this exists. Mm-hmm. One thing I forgot, they obviously beefed up the aggravating part. They gave her a song yes. act two. That baby of mine is not in the show. This was written oh. for her for this version of it. Which you could tell that that was written later because it's oh, so it's good. Not, yes. <laughs> well, I, I think these songs, I think this show is very good for exactly what it is. I don't think that this version fully understands what this show is. So it, it, yeah. it doesn't totally capture this, mm. this, this show, mm. but I still, enjoy, I think it's still awesome and great. I just don't think, especially on the Harry and Larkin plot line, I think they missed the mark completely, but that we'll talk about all that. That's just my yeah. personal opinion. Sure. I love this show. And I keep, it's, it's one of Same. those shows that I forget that I love this show so much. Because it, it, it comes back into my life so few and far between. Like, I'll, like, I think the first time I saw it was I was I was seeing a friend's high school production. And I was like, oh, this was fun. And then, like, didn't think about it for, like, years. And then was, and then I don't even know, like, it just habitually would just come back. And then this time, again, I was like, oh, yeah, Once Upon a Mattress, whatever, watching it. And I was like, oh, this is cute. Oh, this yeah, is great. Fine. Oh, this is strong. I like this show. Um, I thought it was, I, I again, it, it, like it, it comes so few and far between that I know that I like it, but I always forget the details of the show. But I remember there being those extra characters, which I was like, wait, where are they? Where, where is, where are these people? Um, you know, right. But I, it was one of those things, like, I, I love, I love a good musical on a soundstage. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I had same. Especially, and I was texting Haley about this. I was like, because, like, 
I was watching. I have mixed feelings about like watching like Kathleen Marshall's work. And then, but watching it in this, I was like, this is so good. I love all the work that she did in this show. And I think it's because it was so like, almost like condensed in a good way, like all on a soundstage. So it was all very visual and very well done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman's so great. I know. I grew up on the Tracy Ullman show. I don't know about anyone else. Sure. Yeah. I don't know a single lick of her work. Oh yeah. That was her glucose. And and all I know was that, was that I think I sent it to you guys. The, um, the clip of her and Steve Martin doing the the dance audition. Oh, I yes. forgot to watch it. That's right. Oh, so funny. Yeah. It's so good. But she I, is so funny. So, mm-hmm. Um, bro, Kevin? Yes. Had you seen this movie before? No, I actually so I saw Once Upon a Mattress um at CCM when I was oh, in, works. I was in Cincinnati visiting family. And uh my grandma took me to see Once Upon uh Once Upon a Mattress because they were doing it. I was, I think I was in like late elementary or early middle school. So like Aaron was probably at school there at the time. <laughs> How dare you? He was a freshman. I was actually teaching there at that point. He was so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, applying for tenure. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was great when I was a little kid. And I was just like, oh my God, you can like go to school and this is what you do. So like a huge moment for me at the show, but that I hadn't seen this show or thought about it since, except that Sarah Jessica Parker did a, the revival and I've heard her like version of shy. Sure. And, like, oh yeah. I remember that. Great. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's a, it's a good version. Cause the song's supposed to be nauseating. It's like she encapsulates that really well. <laughs> um, oh my God. Oh, bro. Kevin coming in hot. It was just a different interpretation that I'd heard of like Carol Burnett doing it or like the girl at musical at CCM was like crystal clear, beautiful voice version of it. Mm. Um, Because it was CCM. So it was just like some like Ashley Brown kind of like. Was she white and blonde? Uh, She (laughs) was brunette though. And she was a little bit like heavier. Wig. It was a wig. Probably a wig. Oh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, wigs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wigs are a thing. Um, But yeah, I, I thought it was super fun. And so watching this movie, I didn't know it existed, but like it was totally adorable. I just had such a fun time with it. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is one of those people that I'm always like, oh, I don't think I like her. And then like I watch her and stuff and I'm like, oh no, I think she's adorable. Like she's like, I always forget that I like her. And then when I like hear she's in something, I'm like, great, Zoe Deschanel's in this. And then I'm like, oh, she's adorable. This is fantastic. And she's Kevin. Adorkable. She is currently quarantined with one of your property brothers. I know she's quarantined with Jonathan, which is weird because they don't exist in the same world. I know. Like they're together. Kevin, did you ever watch New Girl? No. Oh my God, you would (gasps) have loved it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Kevin, you would love it. Yeah. Especially now that Zoe Deschanel is back in your life in her blondie days right after Elf. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Was after Elf? Oh yeah, I guess it would have been because I feel like it's the same year. It must be because she shouldn't couldn't have been blonde that long, right? Elf is two thousand and three. Okay. Oh, so it would have been yeah. I I also like at first I thought the Larkin character was like kind of a like a loss because it's like she's just like 
the stereotype of like that kind of ingenue girl. But then when I was really paying attention, like they're totally making fun of that. Mm-hmm. And oh. Mary Rogers. It's supposed yeah. to be, I think, way more tongue in cheek than it comes off. So that's my problem with that storyline. The direction is making them play it like two normal B plot lovers in a musical when the material is not written for that way the material is written for harry to be this over-the-top masculine i'm gonna do it my way type of character who you still think is super lovable and larkin is supposed to be the like a little bit stronger and more tongue-in-cheek but she still loves the girly stuff should be is a strong word because you can direct it however you want but like yeah but it's more it's more satirical than there was like one Morrison doesn't work for me in this yeah. at all. There was one oh. joke in particular, like when they were when she was first explaining that she got pregnant mm-hmm. and his response. And then he said to her something like, I can't remember exactly the lines, so I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of like, it's okay, I'll take care of you for your indiscretion. It was, um, why should we be punished for your um mistake yes. or something? Not lack of judgment, but like moment of weakness, I think. Yes, Yes, it was like your moment of weakness. And like the line is so funny to like how it's written, but like Matthew Morrison delivered it. Can't do it. Sweet, lovable, like. Yeah. Yes. And so it didn't, it fell like the wrong way because it should have been like, it's such a satirical moment where he's like, well, it's always the woman's fault. And she's like, the whole time she's just my hero. Like. Yeah, the whole show is just joke upon joke upon joke. Yeah. they have certain moments here and there because of the actors of who they are. Um, but I do agree. Like a lot of it was, um, it just wasn't featured. And I feel like, again, with the design of everything with like the costumes and sets and it was almost a touch too realistic for me. And I don't know if it's because that was the production that I did. We did it very like cartoony kind of with like, It almost looked like a Whoville castle. (laughs) And so that's like the version I have in my head, which again, that was community middle school theater. (laughs) But like there was so much maroon. I was like, I'm, I need these people to be in colors. I was losing my mind. Can we, what? Can we raise the glass though to Bob Mackey's creation, Sir Carol? (laughs) That's what I was going to bring up next. That's the first, um, that's the first credit when it ends. Yes, it is. Costumes for Mrs. Barnett. Bob Mackie. I even like, went into IMDb and was like, that's Bob Mackie, right? And he, I don't think he's credited. I could not find it on it IMDb. On the, on the, the costumes? Right? That's the first credit. But on IMDb, it wasn't. Oh. Um, Which I was looking at the wrong thing, but you could just do tell it was his design. He just did Carol Burnett's. When I watched this like in 2005, I like didn't really understand who Bob Mackie was. I remember asking my mom and she was like, oh, he does all those flashy costumes for Cher. And I think he had done something else recently where like it was somehow in context. But now having seen the Cher show Mm -hmm. and like the parade of his designs, like watching this back, I was watching it with, oh, I was watching with my mom because we watched it the night before Mother's Day. And she was just like, oh. That's Bob Mackie. Look at how low cut that is for Carol Burnett. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, like, it was so Bob Mackie. And like, you don't see Carol Burnett in that. I was like, keep going. It's lower. It's lower. <laughs> and the drop waist on everything. And it was the amazing. sparkles. I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah, it does. 
I'm looking at his IMDb, and it it doesn't show that he did that, but it it shows that he did all the Carol Burnett stuff, but that's the one that's just not on here. Oh, right. just, maybe he did it as like a personal favor to her, so it was just like a he just made her outfits and induced like. Yeah. Well, he did only make hers. No, that was what the credit said. I take that back. Oh. It it is. So there are two sections on his thing on IMDb. There's costume designer <laughs> and there's costume and wardrobe department. It's listed under he worked in the department for that because he probably didn't design all the costumes. Oh. That I mean, sense. it's very obvious that he only did hers. Yeah, because yes. then you have Larkin in like her little nightgown basically the whole time. Yeah, a normal Renaissance outfit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she's going to a Ren fair. Yeah. <laughs> Their song at the beginning always reminds me of Romeo and Juliet from Reefer Madness. Yeah. I've never seen it. Of Any just hair. like, oh, it's so good. You'll, you will. But just like the tongue and cheekiness of it. I think Zoe Deschanel is much better at like the tongue in cheek. Like she's trying oh. to get there just with acting choices. And he's just like, I will cheat. Oh, in a little, she's very good in, in, a, in a little while. Yeah. That mm-hmm. won me over for her. They all sound amazing. I'm yes. Just, I'm yeah. really impressed with everybody. I was like, yes, Dennis O'Hare, get it. Like these songs are bops. Yes. <laughs> Tracy Ullman <laughs> is so good. Bops. My favorite thing about whenever I see Matt Morrison in anything, I'm yeah. like, how are you Link Larkin? I can never see with just the way the role ended up being cast. Well, I guess it's that's, the same way. That's how I feel about Fierro. Whenever uh, I see yeah. Robert Leo yeah. Butts, I'm like, where yes. Fierro has become now, it's hard to imagine like him originating it, even though I've seen it multiple times. He is by far one of the better Fierros I've ever Incredible. seen. Incredible. Oh, yes. yes. It was just a weird time in musical theater where like, the Tom Hanks type of like Broadway star was just like getting all these like dreamy yeah. roles. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks yeah. type of Broadway. But like just a little doofy, but cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Derek Klenna showed up and opened the door and he was like, hello, I'm here. And everyone was like, oh, right. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thin, tall, and tenor. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thin, tall, and tenor. The three T's. Three T's. Yes, the three T's. <laughs> oh. I, oh my goodness and oh yeah. my gosh my brian i do have to ask because this show is just your sense of humor yes i love like it. that stork song with the dad oh it's my uh, it, 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 oh i love that that's very grand it's very interesting i think i understand i love that song i know <laughs> but i will say i think that song of love to end act one where they just keep repeating and doing everything is so Spanish much fun panic? No, Man. just after Spanish Panic. The, I'm in love with a girl named Fred. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Bring the feathers and falling rays I love that song. I think it, it is so fun. Like a, it felt like a family guy moment. Like, yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, ex- that's totally what, but I love that song. I think it's so fun. I think it captures the fun of all of this. I think that it's a great way to end act one. You're like going into mission, like really pumped up. You you weirdly actually believe that this man child and this like very insecure but like brassy princess could, like are actually like genuinely like feeling mm-hmm. something for each other, whether it's just because of how their lives have gotten them to that point or how it's just because like, you know, the They just look like they want to be best friends. Like yeah. you know how you like make a friend in kindergarten? Totally. Yeah. You've never yeah. met another five year old. 
Like yeah. that is what their relationship is. Yes. It's so right. That's just so like right. you, oh, we're the same. One of the best comedy moments in this whole show is when Carol Burnett looks at her and goes, you swam the moat. And then she sings her entire song. And then the end of the song, it buttons and Carol Burnett goes, you swam the moat. We <laughs> 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 did through that whole song. She was yeah. just like hung up on that one thing. It was just so perfectly played. And then Everyone you, the I like her mama. She swam the moat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then the soundstage where she falls into the moat. Oh, God. <laughs> Just all of those men, too, in the, like, when she's doing the Hey Nani Nani, is it you stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, all of those dancers in the weird colors. Kevin, I found it so I, I think I'm on LSD looking at your screen. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. We're in a Japan cafe. Oh. Wait, the cat has no legs. Oh, my God. Oh, God. The What's cat's the- legs are cats. <laughs> What's so interesting about all of those dancers is like if this movie were made now, we would know every single one of them. Yes. I I wanted to ask if you knew any of them. No, I I kept waiting for a face to pop up and be like, oh, there's so-and-so. And And the whole time I was just like, where's where's someone I know? And I didn't. That's why I was like, oh, this must have been really old, which is horrible for like. (laughs) Well, you were still teaching. Yes, <laughs> I just kept being like, "Where is Cameron Adams?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I was was Aaron in this? <laughs> <laughs> That's always my question when I start something new. I'm like, "Did Aaron do this show?" <laughs> Wait, I'm looking at the IMDb, and if you scroll all the way down, it says Shailene Woodley as Molly. I saw that. What? And well, so when I looked at the Wikipedia, and I do remember this from watching it on television, sure. because it was an episode of the Wonderful World of Disney, it starts with this little girl like telling her mom the story of Cinderella, and then her mom goes, I have a story. Oh. And then the movie starts. And so, so that just- must be who that was. Very much Britney Spears' Dream Within a Dream before she sings Lucky. Yes. It's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Of the same genre and I don't year. remember that at all. <laughs> so this was framed by like a fun thing because it was once a uh, wonderful world of Disney. Yeah, so it was framed of just like, let's tell fairy tales. Mm. Oh, but they cut cute. that from the DVD and further releases. Oh, it also said cool. it was released on DVD two days later, like two days after it filmed. And I'm like, well, that's why I own it then. Because I'm sure I watched it and then like went to Target the next day and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's actually really brilliant marketing. Yeah. 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 This is a good version. For what it is, this is a really solid version of it. They captured it. I think so. Great. I had, I mean, I have nostalgia, very deep nostalgia associated with this show. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. just had, I was texting Kimberly while watching. I was so happy. I hadn't been that happy <laughs> watching something like this in a really long, like this like really got me. I had a smile yeah. from ear to ear for the hour and a half. It was You wonderful. might say it's a feel good movie. Yeah, it really made me feel good. Good one. Yeah, I, my first note was it reminded me of the good old days of Dis- Disney originals on Sunday nights, which made me so happy. Like, I mean, the Cinderella one, the music band, like all of those. I mm-hmm. again, I don't know how I missed this one, but it made me so happy. And it especially made me really happy to see Carol Burnett like reprising her, not her role, but like the show. Like doing the show again, yeah. Yeah, and that she like graduated to the Queen. I was like, this is so much fun. It's like Judy Dench playing Old Deuteronomy. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish that they had um, used another color other than maroon for costumes and sets. Yeah, I I have a question. I have Mm -hmm. a question. 
I did you whether you had seen this before or not seen this before who did anyone feel as though like even though like um even though um man-to-man talk is like kind of dirty with the birds and the bees and not dirty but there are innuendos there I feel like this was totally like Disney sucked all the sexual innuendo out of it even though like they was clearly there yes anyone else feel that way no no there was more than I remembered yeah, I actually felt uncomfortable. I was like, how oh, is this happening right now? Even just at the very beginning, I was like, there was a musical where the plot was, I got pregnant out of wedlock and I have to run away. Yeah. Also, Haley, you did this in middle school? Well, yeah, and that's what's so interesting is our choir teacher was very, very churchy. And they, like, out of all the shows we're going to do, I think she, like, rewrote part of their story. So it didn't seem like it was that. Like, she had I, diabetes. I, <laughs> <laughs> they just really wanted to get married. Mm. I can't remember. There was something about a child. Um, I was texting about it with my friends from middle school. Um, and one of them remembers it very well. I do not. Um, but, yeah, they changed a little of that plot. I'd imagine they'd have to. See, but I, like, because I remember, I think I felt the same way you did, Brian, because I think I knew, A, I knew the show, like, better uh, before this movie, but also, because this was, was this Mary Rogers' like, first big show, or like, this is the one that she got the most acclaim with, or? It's really her only thing. She does other things. I thought so too. And I feel like she was making a statement with this, with this show about fairy tales, about fairy tales and fairy tale shows and fairy tale, like storytelling. Yeah, women, like your ingenue, <laughs> like your lead woman isn't a typical ingenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I feel like in that vein, she intentionally put a lot of stuff that was risque in the show. And, and if Disney was going to take it on for a family night, they were going to absolutely have to, like, tone it down. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking it up. And, yeah, it really is just Once Upon a Mattress. Mm. Oh, um, Mary Rogers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then she started writing children's books, most notably Freaky Friday. What? Yeah. Like, I didn't, uh, like all that made stuff... Into- like Jodie Foster, Freaky Friday? Yeah, she wrote the book that became the movie. Who knew? Wow. I mean, a lot of people don't know. Yeah, a lot of Friday? She contributed yeah. to the landmark children's album, Free to Be You and Me. Wow. All right. Let's see. There you go. Done a few things. Good for her. Oh, and she wrote the boy from uh, Oz. Oz. <laughs> 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 that parody song of the girl from Ipanema, the boy from Ellipses. Oh. I've never heard that. Oh, really? Sure. It's really funny. I'm like, I don't know that one. My voice teacher used to sing it in high school. <laughs> um, when she falls... Oh, under a pseudonym, she wrote that. Mm. When, when um, in, in Song of Love, when, when they're doing the whole thing and Tracy Ullman falls and, they, and she laughs... Is that yes. real or not? Do you think that she, do you think she actually fell and they just kept the clip in because it's so enjoyable? Or do you no, think that I think it was probably choreographed. It's I feel Disney. like it was. They did it. <laughs> I feel like it's Tracy. I feel like she probably like made a bit. Oh yeah. I don't know because well, she's, she's she's very funny. 
Yeah, she's a physical. It was probably her idea during rehearsals, or like it might have happened once, and then they were like, "Keep it." <laughs> and Rob was like, "Do that, yeah." Um, I also wrote the kingdom is actually in a little bit more trouble than they let on because the because Dauntless is a very very poor unqualified ruler. Oh, for sure, yeah, this, terrible. This, this castle is not going to go well after a 40 year old man that thinks the stork is going to bring him a baby. <laughs> that was always my problem. Like when I watched this in high school, I was like, they're too old. Yeah. yeah old I did write that How old are they supposed to be? I don't, I don't know. know, but I did write that down. I thought that I thought like, um, I don't remember his name. I feel terrible. The guy who plays the prince. Dauntless. Dennis O'Hare. Dennis O'Hare. My dad calls him that gay baseball player from that play. <laughs> yes. um, I was like and with Tracy Ullman I really enjoyed her but I just felt like they were way too old yeah um, again I don't know if that's because I only know this as a middle school version but um, <laughs> they're not creators <laughs> I thought they were a little too old and it, it didn't sit well with me I was like okay you're casting these people because they're names yeah for sure yeah I feel like they're supposed to be what 20s I would put them as 20s, yeah. So I, was this, I was like, at this point, this is just Horace Vandergelder. And if, you were gonna, if you were going to cast the two lead roles of like Dauntless and uh, Winifred right now for a Broadway revival, and you couldn't use anybody in this chat. Kevin! Sorry. What if you could only use people in this chat? <laughs> Let's do both. We'll so, do both. So, so if okay. you're, wait, if you're interested... In yeah. 1959, when no, this was on Broadway, mm-hmm. Carol Burnett was 26 years old. That, that seems right. right. That seems better. That feels yes. Right. And I'm going to look at Who played Dauntless? Yeah, tell us. In that original production? Yeah. And Tracy Ullman was 27 when she filmed this. No. I oh. try. I also didn't know that she was British. Um, so, really? Yeah, I had no idea. Um, I thought that was just an acting choice, which I did not enjoy. Um, <laughs> and then I realized she's British because I looked her up. I know who she is, and I know that she has a show, but I've never seen it. Um, so that's my two cents about that. <laughs> I do highly recommend the show. I watched it a lot growing up. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Yeah. Um, I pulled really the Rotten Tomatoes this? score because I'm oh. the host. Please. Wait, oh, um, yes. There's Tracy no Ullman, consensus. Tracy Ullman critics. was 46 years old when she did this. Yeah, that seems right. right. Still a Batma, though. Still a fierce Batma. Yeah, she better kick She's a good high. dancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> You laugh, but I'm actually serious. <laughs> it's same. Are we guessing, Kimberly? Yes, or? yes. I will say that there's no critics consensus, so it's just an audience score. 86. Oh. 73. 60. 78. 55. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> the world but, but I mean, it, oh. or no one won. That's too bad. Let's see. I'd only recommend if you feel you'd like fluffy made-for-TV musicals. 
Which, yes. duh. Yeah. Yes, we would like a fluffy made-for-TV musical. Who are you? Also, do time? your research. This was a Broadway show first, son. Pretty harmless, <laughs> but almost Homer, but almost wholly unmemorable, but considerably better than a lot of animated junk that's passed off as Kitty Fair. Oh, drag oh. that. Oh, okay. Ooh. Sure. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well... A cute movie with fun songs, and with Matthew Morrison in the mix, it also felt like watching a Glee episode. Overall, a good time. Three stars. (laughs) I can't. We see the the level of reviews these are. Yeah. Yeah, That's the end Uh, of that. Any other high-level thoughts on Once Upon a Mattress? No, I'm just so glad you picked it. It was so fun. Yeah, it was cute. It was really fun to, like, revisit it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then we get to revisit my favorite late night film. (laughs) I call it a late night film because it was often on like Comedy Central at midnight. That sounds right. That when sounds I was like, I'm going to stay up agree. late. That sounds right. And like, correct. I would watch Get Over It. <laughs> okay, wait. Yes. Before we start, have all of you heard of this movie before? No. Yes. Great question. Never seen or heard of it. I never, I, I know what this was. I remember seeing the DVD at Blockbuster. Watching <laughs> yeah. And like, what movie do I want to watch? I don't know what that is, but Kirsten Dunst is in it, I guess. I had seen clips of it. Like I had seen when they did parts of the Midsummer Night's Dream in the dream sequence. Uh-huh. Um, and I think parts of the production that they do, but I had never seen the movie all the way through. Um, so this was a thrill. Also, this poster yeah. does not do this movie justice. I'm looking at oh. it right now. It's Kirsten Dunst with a with the crossbow, Cisco, what? and Ben Foster, like, ooh. Oh. Yeah. And Not says, even close to what it's about. No, like, but, but it, says, and Hanks. it says split happens, okay? And the dog is humping the G and get over it. And then it says get dumped, get pumped, get even. That is not what this movie is about. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> At all. They don't want you to know it's a musical. No. Nope. And like he doesn't get muscles. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think like get pumped up to do a show. Yeah, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like what, Bailey? <laughs> She's at there your party. Yeah, there it is. In case anybody wow, wants to see it. That Mason. is nothing. And also, where's Shane West? 
Um, yeah. yeah. Like, why I is Cisco on the poster? Dr. Ray Barnett of the ER in Chicago. No, we mean, what's his name in a walk to remember? Luke. Uh, <laughs> my other dream love, other than Freddie Prince Jr., Shane West was my it. Also, except not in this. Wait, to, okay. Okay. Yeah. to your point, Kimberly. Yeah. Cisco didn't. The thong song didn't get popular until after this movie. No. He filmed this before. What? No. Yes, which no, is which I find so interesting. I was curious if they was he trying to be an actor? I guess I so. don't know. I was curious why they filmed him singing the end song. Oh my god, I love that so much. Come out. So yes. did his rep say, "Look." Where he's releasing a pop album, we need him to sing. Like, how did this all happen? Because Thong Song had not come out yet. Did he have but, something before Thong Song? No, I mean that's what that, that was his rise to power. Wait, it stuff. says. Wait, I hold on. I'm very confused. It was maybe I'm wrong because the Thong Song it says came out February t- two thousand ninety nine. Oh, February. Oh yeah, February yeah, Thong Song nineteen ninety nine. Wait, I read. Maybe I'm. I think I'm wrong because. It came out as the second single from his 1999 solo debut album. So the album had been out, but the, um, the uh, sorry, the single had not been released until February 15th, 2000. Oh, okay. And this movie came out in 2001. March okay. 9th, so he was already famous. The peak of his career. <laughs> but he filmed it before it was like the thing. So it must okay. have been one of those like, this song's going to come out. It's going to be a hit. We know it. Like, feature this kid. I feel yeah. like this whole movie was, like, these people are in, like, the peaks of their career, and they're going to be... And, like, this movie's going to be a hit. And First. then it died yeah. on Comedy Central at midnight. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Every note I wrote was, in caps, Coolio? Vitamin C? Cisco? And then Evian? And then Carmen Electra? Yeah. <laughs> At the height of her strip aerobics career. Wait, I love how his thing, we're talking about Cisco for a second. The fact that like his thing is, let's sing it again. Cause he still sang it <laughs> in the last number. Like that was his thing. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. This movie was, I loved this so much because they just don't make movies like this anymore. There no. was no consistency. Yeah. This movie is everything in the kitchen sink. This is it's this is a brilliant. crazy film. This is a crazy film. It's the most 2001 film it's in the, the world. Most. I've seen yeah. it so many times. I like I have the biggest crush on Colin Hanks because Aww. of this movie. <laughs> Colin I was Hanks. like he's a good big brother. I like him. <laughs> um Well, Kevin, what are your thoughts on Colin <sighs> Hanks? We know you hate his father. <laughs> what? Hate his father. You knew this. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Father, he's just not my favorite. Um, Colin Hanks is no bueno. Um, he, he's good in this movie. I just he was such a bad villain on Dexter. Oh, that season is terrible. That I just, like, he's like ruined for me because of that. It's not because of who his dad is. Like I'll give him a chance. And like he's great in this movie for what he is. Um, this movie I just kept pausing and being like, uh-huh. what? Pause this brilliance of a film. And then I would just go, <laughs> dare you. Okay. I, would, no, I would just pause it and be like, "What?" And then be like, "Oh, okay." And then I'd hit play and let like twenty more minutes go, and then I'd pause it and be like, 
I'm sorry. What? Like, this is one of those movies that I really, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But like, I felt like my brain was fracturing as I watched it. Because yes. like, they kept setting up rules of like the, of the plot or rules of the, the world. Yeah, yeah. And they would just break them and then like give me a subtle wink. And then they would move on. And I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> it was, it was so, Go ahead. It was such like a formulaic movie. In 2001. Yeah. <laughs> like, From the minute every- vitamin C walks out of that garage, first I was sold. The first note I have is, why did he have so much stuff at his high school girlfriend's house? And then vitamin <laughs> C came out of the garage scene. And I was like, well, these are not the notes I'm going to be taking. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence. And then like the woman, like the bride and groom stop. And then the old people. And I was just like, what is happening? And then I was like, Oh, okay, this is, like, not another teen movie, and that's how I had to watch it. Yeah. Just being like, oh, this is just, like, I'm watching an improv show. But one thing I did have questions about was, they are in high school, but yet this movie showcases that it's completely normal for high school kids to be drinking and going to strip clubs. Well, the club at the beginning, I was like, where are they? I know those very popular 18 plus clubs that only exist in 2000 TV shows so that they have somewhere to go. Like what's it called in um, Buffy? Well, we had teen, we had teen clubs in Kansas city, but like you don't go, like you don't really go there. Cause you'll probably, that's where all the shootings happen. So like you just don't go there. But I was shocked that they were heavily featuring these teenagers clubbing and the strip club was the most. The strip club well, was- they weren't supposed to be there. Because it does get raided. And you he also gets arrested. have to remember, this is, I'm pretty sure this movie is after American Pie had like gotta be. wept the movie world. And it's gotta be. Right? There was a giant market for like that. American Pie is 99. I remember yeah. that because mm-hmm. I saw it at Sleepaway Camp. So, so there was like a giant market here that they had discovered for kids, like middle school and high school, watching movies that were like glorifying like the American high school experience of like yeah. drinking yeah. and drugs and like and pushing the envelope as far as you can. Yeah. Sure. Cause like, she's all that is also 99. Like a lot of the movies that yeah. we all remember oh, that are like yeah. actually good or debatable, but like are from oh, like yeah. late, really <laughs> like perfect. the late nineties. They're perfect. If I was going to put this on like a like cinema top 50 movies of all time, like, it's not going to hit that mark, but like I had so much fun with this and this is like the perfect movie to put on on like a Tuesday when you can't sleep at like 1130. Totally. And that's exactly what they did. It's a very Comedy Central. Yeah. Comedy Central midnight movie for sure. Like, yes, it was like this and Can't Hardly Wait just on repeat. Oh, I love um, Can't yes. Hardly Wait. What happened to Ben Foster? Ben Foster got huge, like, like buff, like jacked. And he is First. a spectacular actor. Because wasn't he an X-Men? He was, he was an, an he was Angel. He was Angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when I had a big crush on him. He was in, he's been in a lot of like, well, he was in the remake of 310 to Yuma with Russell Crowe, mm. which was, mm-hmm. and oh, I think Christian Bale's, I forget. Great movie. He's mm-hmm. also, I saw him at the, at St. Anne's Warehouse with um, Gillian Anderson. He was Stanley in, uh, and streetcar, and he was spectacular. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Wow. Oh, did you see that that wow. production is going to be streamed? Yes, I saw that. <gasps> when May twenty first, the National Theater is streaming that production of Gillian Anderson doing uh, streetcar. 
Oh, cool. Oh, also, yay. what I th- so that production is super cool because it's actually on a, a turning stage. Okay, so it's in the round, but there's a moment in Act One where um, Blanche comes on, or I forget the moment, but like she takes a swig of alcohol, whatever it is, and then the whole time they're I'm getting goosebumps. The whole time they're doing the play while the stage is turning. So as the action goes on, it keeps getting faster and faster and faster. And then something happens and it stops and then it starts reversing the other way. It's, it was, it's an incredible production. I want to watch it then. It was awesome. Yeah. And Ben Foster was, uh, was, um, could you tell standard. from this movie that he would be such a great classically trained actor? No. <laughs> See, I remember Ben Foster. From, of, oh yeah, go ahead. From flash forward on the Disney channel. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. And I, I didn't watch that. I didn't have the Disney Channel then. I, I, was I had such a crush on Ben Disney Foster. Channel kid. Hmm? That's like, it's like pre-Disney Channel originals. Like, it's, it's an oh. old school. It's really, yeah. But speaking of acting, um, Shane West. I'll kill you. Accent. Why? Is Why it, did we do that? Do they go into that? He's probably faking it. Like, doesn't he say that at one point? No, I, I was expecting the turn, right? And yeah, I just didn't talk. Like Ben Foster, when they're fighting, says something about his accent that made me think, oh, maybe he's faking it. That's I don't I, that bothered me. The fact that I that thought never... he was faking it because he was faking it, but <laughs> yeah. I think it was supposed to be real. And was I was like, Australian? No. He was supposed. It was supposed to be British. It's supposed to be British, and it's garbage. It's incredible. I thought he was using a, a British accent in the club to, like, pick up the girls. And then when uh-huh. he would go to Same. school, I was like, oh, he'll be caught. But, like, the girls don't care because he's still cute. And then no. the boys would be like, this douche, you know. He's from Baton um, Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah, no. Yeah. What was the – like, because it's not like they, they even talk about him being English, right? He was in a British boy band. Guys, was it just a boy band or was it actually British? I thought it was a British boy band because he's like band. his parents oh, okay. were in the army. Oh, so like he's one of those like army brats that like came back from England with a British accent. Because I was like, do we need that part of the storyline? Oh, oh. I, I got such a thrill out of it after I knew that it was supposed to be real. I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, <laughs> Ben Foster was it? What was the character's name? Kimberly Burke. Burke, Burke. He's the original so Troy Bolton. One hundred percent. The fact that he like gets into the musical by singing the big red theme song. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then the big like, red theme song. I love an audition montage, and like when the guy, what's his name, like, and he sings like in opera, and then Chris Wong. Oh. Yes, uh, Peter Wong. Wong. Peter that Wong. made me laugh so hard. I, oh, something that I knew really, you would love this movie. <laughs> something that really shocked me about this movie, and I and I love him, but I have to give him super super props for this one. He's my MVP. Martin Short. The Martin Short. That role in a lot of other movies is just a hacky, gross, not funny part. <laughs> I I had genuine laughs from the things he was doing. Like he was great. Well, that was not good. <laughs> just like yeah, he made me stuff. so uncomfortable but like in the best way totally. and then at the end my favorite part which i don't think i've ever caught before is when the stage manager girl little clippy mm-hmm. loved every single clip she had 
But she says, your wife called and she's not coming to the show. Did she say why? I couldn't hear through the slur. (laughs) It was wonderful. When Martin Short, when, when, what's her name? Uh, Kirsten Dunst goes to talk to him about the song. And she sits down and he goes, oh, one long clip. (laughs) It was just like such a random dig, but it was so, and she played it off so well all the times he was mean to her. Yes. Like, okay. (laughs) His flashbacks, like, of like. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) They're so good. Literally all the little like. Like thought bubbles. I like. Yeah. The, oh, I really got me. Wrote the song oh, for Diana Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, Diana. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys liked this movie. This uh, character is crazy. Mila really Kunis, well done. Zoe Saldana. That that one too threw me for a loop. The cast was insane. I'm sorry, the, the Zoe Saldana like twist when like she's making out with Shane West and she's her friend. I was like, I'm sorry, Drive Me Crazy did this storyline so much better. Kevin, <laughs> you know, like, the soul of what I used to watch. Because you know it was like this, <laughs> Drive Me Crazy. Yes. Again, Drive Me Crazy, 1999. It's all in the, that, I said this on our text thread, but what a time for us to be alive. We should be so wow. thankful that we were conceived when we were. Because so we lived cool. through the best of movies, music, um... Really, that's all I can mention, but... Um. So, I will say, that Kevin Spacey line did not hold up. Oh, no, no it did not. Oh, yeah. oh, it did not. I, I heard that. I was knitting, and I said, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, no. I think they would, like, dub it over for future TV. I know, right? Release it. They should. <laughs> also, Swoozie Kurtz being in this made me so happy. Excuse me. Her and... Um, Kurtz. And Becky Jr. Jr. So, they were so well cast. It was perfect. He also, also their characters were so well fleshed out. Also, like some of the side characters are like kind of just pretty people. Sure, but the parents I, are just like, "What I want frozen yogurt." <laughs> like, and not, they actually looked like the parents of yes, yeah. I could buy that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just gonna throw this out there, and like, it's a little raunchy, but the movie's raunchy. Like, hearing somebody say maybe he wants to polish his rocket. Was I like almost fell off the couch? Same. Like, I'm literally well, honey. never using any euphemism but polishing the rock. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, like, it's like it's like I never thought I would hear Swoozie Kurtz say polishing the rocket. Like, <laughs> and she did it so Such well. Seriousness. <laughs> she was My. so. Oh, the two of them are so good. I, also, I Jay like loved them. When they said something like, what do you do when you're feeling, like when you're, when you're not feeling sunny, you would have to share, I think is oh, what they yeah. say oh, at the beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And oh, Jay I just goes, it. oh, they're good parents. We would say that. <laughs> that <laughs> like, what do you do when you're not feeling sunny? You share. When they're yeah. so proud of him because he got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> it's natural. You just didn't know you were so kinky. We didn't know you were so kinky, yeah. <laughs> or when they when when they get to the house and they like want to party with them. We would have sprung for a DJ. We were a DJ? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh Man, thank you for bringing this movie into my life. You're I, welcome. Yeah, it was well so really. it literally felt like they like unsewed pieces from 1999 films and then just sewed them together. Them and then together. did a musical at the end. 
I can't ever think about Midsummer Night's Dream without singing Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer well, my favorite thing is the opening number. I was like, is this Mama, I'm a big girl now. Yes. Because... Yeah, Mark Shaman writing these the songs. Opening, the opening Wait, lit was just like, Doom. it says Mark Shaman at least wrote Dream of Me. No, they did. It said the music. They wrote the music. Yeah. yeah. I wish we could get an interview from each of the cast members now. Just a few snippets, a few sound bites from each of them talking about their experience with this film. Truly. Want- My favorite part of the whole movie, which I could watch over and over again, but it's when Shane West and Ben Foster are fighting during their boy band song and they realize they're on stage and just go back <laughs> to the yes. fist bump. When they do it twice, when they like go back and do the line and they're like, asshole or whatever, back and forth. And then they go back and do it again. <laughs> Man. Oh, it's so good. No, my favorite is when Cisco has his dance break in the middle. And yes. if you look at everybody else in their tunic and like Grecian Her sandals. Shorts. And the Hermes sandals, and he's in his like three quarter, like cargo shorts and tennis shoes. And I was like, <laughs> really? I missed yes. that. Yes, and because was he like, was on stage crew until that morning. Until right. Morning. And Martin Short going, it, it, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> when he's surprised, they're all clapping. Oh my god! What um, is that? What is that? Shouldn't they also have combined? Mila Kunis's part with Zoe Saldana's part to have one fleshed out character? No. Were, well, no, they each they had a best friend. A she was friends with Kirsten Dunst and the other one was friends with Alice. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes and sense. And even if you combine them, would there still be a full fleshed out character? No. I love that so. Mila Kunis's entire arc was that Cisco stared at her like a creep and she was always like, what is wrong with you? And then they're like, don't wait till the end. He dances well and you fall in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you also have a... Um, a bikini scene. Yes. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why were they in bikinis? It was oh, 2001. They were at a pool. They were at a pool. I just, what about, especially from, the, having like, the, to, from having talked to so many actors about their experiences doing things like that where you're like scantily clad on stage or in a movie, I, all I can think whenever I watch them like walking is I was like, that's like six weeks where they did nothing but eat like oatmeal and protein powder like yeah yeah they were also like 18 years old yeah they were very young i'm actually surprised that cisco and ben foster weren't naked also uh i don't want to yeah. see ben foster at that time in his life literally. i probably would have wanted to see cisco though he probably had a kicking body oh, oh yeah. i bet yeah like, he probably had thighs like what how old was cisco though nice <laughs> Shane West could have got a shirtless scene. That would have worked for his character. Yeah, same. That would have worked for me as well. Shane West. Did he not have his shirt? Maybe I just I don't think so. He (laughs) did have nunchucks in his pants. (laughs) I will say the nunchuck scene was was the moment that I was like, oh, so Shane West is the Jeremy Jordan of the late 90s, early 2000s. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Guys. Why was there an entire sequence about a girl who is like so accident prone she destroys everything? You mean the Nadia stand-in? Yes. Yeah, why? I thought that too. It was totally a Nadia character. It was Nadia because who's Nadia? From Nadia American from, Pie. from American Pie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She she actually is from New Zealand. So the uh, the yeah. like. <laughs> For people listening to this episode, if they haven't seen this movie, they're probably like, were they 
on anything while watching something? Like, what? What are they talking about? None of this makes sense. I know. And you are correct. Um, correct. None of it makes sense, but it was perfect. Also, Jay I, watching this movie with me every two seconds just goes, but this isn't the interesting part of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Where are the mechanicals? Agreed. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. He's like, where's Nick Bottom? <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I was like, this is definitely not the central storyline of Midsummer Night's Dream. I mean, it's the love story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, it was an adaptation of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Cisco, Kate, Cisco Kate was Rockwell 20- as, as what, what's the, um, Olympia? What's the um, other one's name? Hermia? No. Oberon and... Titania? Tanya. She looked like Kate Rockwell and it made me laugh, but that joke's done. So... Um, um, Cisco was 23 years old when filming this. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's fun like to be that. a fairy. What was oh the rhyme? Would thing? anyone like to guess Cisco's height? It's listed right here on the internet. Five foot six. Five three. Yeah, I think he's shorter than I am. Five three. I'd go with five three. I'm gonna go five two. Five four. Okay. Oh. So an inch taller than me. Man, I ate this movie up. I really did. I'm so glad. You get shot with a bow and arrow. Like, all, it kept happening. Oh, and my I was God. Like, oh, I yeah. forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I will say, if this movie was any less crazy, uh-huh. I, I think because of how nutty it was, you it's almost, like, hard to compare it to, like, the, quote, good 1999 teen comedies. But this one yeah. stands out because it was so freaking nutty and, like, crazy. And, and, and musical. Even, I mean, that was just part of it. Oh, my God. Shane West's character walks by the two tech kids who literally look at him and go, we burned his face. (laughs) (laughs) We burned his face real bad. Like, that wasn't, like, I, like, just, like, there were so many moments I almost fell off the couch because what they were saying was just so absurd. Like, it was, this Mm -hmm. was the kind of movie that you just felt like you were watching, like, an absurdist comedy, and you were just like, yeah, I'll go with this. Whatever happens next. Like, literally, Kirsten Dunst could have just, like, like, it, it just could have been a mess. Like, she could have done, like, a poo scene. Or, like, it could have been, like, all of a sudden, like, everybody just starts screaming and vomiting everywhere, which they did into the punch bowl. So, like... Oh, that oh, got yeah. me. That really got me. I, I don't know why. Fasted watching that. I was like... Huh, huh. Uh-huh. But that was also a thing at that time to do, gr- like, gross... Kind of gross humor. Because, like, remember in American Pie, there was, like, the... The, the pie... The whole premise of American Pie. <laughs> no, the pie, but also the thing in the beer that he drinks. Yeah, uh-huh. And then oh, in, the, yeah. in the second I've one... I've never seen American pees, Pie. He has, like, peas in his mouth because... Yeah, and he glues his hand to his dick. Yeah, so it's like there's all this, like... It was all that kind of gross-out humor. Sure. Yeah, that's for shock value. Yeah. Kimberly, you're fine. You don't need to watch it. Yeah, that's fine. This movie also is, like, if someone went back and made a period piece about the turn of the century <laughs> every yes. set they walked into like the hallway into the strip yeah. club oh yeah the, their like weird backyard thing with the bench and the circles like every bit of this movie was like oh yeah that part in the early 2000s where like we kind of wanted to be the 70s again yes vitamin <laughs> c's outfit to me was like i i looked at her outfit at the beginning and i was like I had that outfit. Me like, too. Girl had those trash bag pants and a tight like belly tank top and sneakers. Um, <laughs> so all the Kirsten Dunst had so much body glitter on during like the actual show 
of a Midsummer Night's Dream musical. You think we, she still has it on? Like, if I watch Spider Man again, that's what I was just about to say. Yes, guaranteed. For quarantine, because she got to do like six weeks in a tub, and she's finally gotten all of the body glitter off. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, this this movie was fun, and more, but. More fu- I wish I had seen it with all of you at the same time. Oh yeah, it's a good party act- movie. Yeah, because I because I act- like the the nineties of it all and the two thousands of it all like lasted me for about like twenty minutes, and then I was like, "What am I watching?" But then re- sure. reminiscing about it with all of you, I'm like loving. I'm like I'm loving every, every second of it. Of it. Oh, like, when we're allowed yeah. to be in the same room again, we will. <laughs> uh, would you like <laughs> to guess the Rotten Tomatoes? It's gotta be affordable. Right, do you usually do the critics choice or the this one does have a critics choice? I do the one on the left. Okay, so the critics one. Okay. Or the tomometer. Yeah, whichever's on the left. I'm gonna say the this lower got one. like a forty seven. Okay. Sixty one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty three. Oh I'm gonna say thirty four. 44. <gasps> Haley! Well no, done. I went over. Oh, no. Oh, you did? I, I said, said 60. I said 37. Well, then okay, Kevin gets it. Did you? Oh. I don't remember. He could be lying. I just also want to talk about the title. Like, I'm looking at the poster again now, and I'm like, why is it called Get Over It? Because he couldn't get over He his, couldn't go over his, Allison. I mean, yeah. yes, but they only say that, like, once. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they have to trick you into seeing the movie. Uh-huh. It's the, it's the, yeah, the marketing oh, the, scheme is a trick. And a the movie's also, about crossbows. Just really fast, if either, or if any of you went to my parents' house while I was out and threw a, like, 400-person party at my house, I would be so... Because we had, and, like, ignored you for a day? Yeah. <laughs> he's so mad at you. So mad. And, like, he's mad, but then they, like, get over it. Like I was just like, that's, like, like breaking and entering. Like, <laughs> Kevin, you're dressed up today, obviously, because yeah. you are in Ke- bro Kevin mode for this film. This is like, how I looked when this movie came out. Now, yeah. as a bro Hopefully expert, possible. as a bro expert, where would you rank this on your broy scale? Uh, I mean, it's like got some points against it because it has like theater crap in it. Which is like fine, but like not my fave. So like this is like on a scale of like one to real bro, it's like kind of bro. Great. (laughs) Here's a question because I because I remember watching before I forgot before I remembered what movie I was watching at the beginning. I was like, wait, did she break up with him because she's with Zoe Zaldana now? And then that wasn't it. But (laughs) if that if that was it. She seemed way older than him, right? He seemed way younger than everybody else in this movie. And Ben Foster? Yeah, yeah. yeah Ben Foster seemed way Such younger a baby than face. her. Yeah. He, started, he just seemed he old. Dunn started dating for, um, they dated yeah. for a year after this film was made. Really? Mm-hmm. But you can see the sparks when they have that scene in her bedroom. Um, <laughs> you guys, I just clicked on the writer, the screenwriter of this film. Guess the only other movie they wrote. Get She's all that. Too. She's Bring all that. Oh, oh really? Yes. I just which has a lower Rotten Tomato score. What? She's all that. She has a forty-one. Wow. I have no pigment. 
So sad. Which uh, might be all that musical. But the director also directed Ella Enchanted, so clearly he likes musicals. Oh, well, when I... Um, oh, no, was that, that was Once Upon a Mattress. When Once Upon a Mattress ended, it suggested I watch The Princess Diaries. Wait, me oh, too. Oh. And I literally went, maybe. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> but it was yeah. like one in the morning. Yeah. That was back when like the gays loved Anne Hathaway before we turned our back on Anne Hathaway to then slowly start loving her again. <laughs> Yeah, why? I can't keep that. No. Yeah. As gay, a gay, I can't keep that. She loved her for Princess Diaries, and then she got really pretentious and, like, cried at all the award shows and stuff, and they were like, no. And then, like, she made a bunch of bad movies, and now she's like, I'm going to come back real quiet, like, okay, guys? And so she's, oh, like, I... sneaking yeah. back in. Interesting. That's the story of Anna Halfway. <sighs> Any other high-level yeah. thoughts on Not Get Over It? Not over simplified. No, Perfectly just great nuanced. choice, Kimberly. Great choice. Bravo. This was Thank awesome. You. Yeah, super fun. And then um, the next one is just Patreon? Yeah, so if you're listening, if you're watching us, we're going to keep talking about it. If you're listening to it, um, we're going to skip right to um, our ranking. Should we yeah. rank Should we rank all three of these bad boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should I start or go last? You start. You picked them. Okay. In order of feeling good. It goes, okay. get over it. Once Upon a Mattress, West Bank Story. Same. 100%. Same. I'd probably switch. Once Upon. Once Upon a Mattress and, and get over it. Oh. I think yeah. I, it, it would have been better had, I, had we watched it as a group party. Sure. Yes. One day. Wait, now Which I'm really excited. To. We have to celebrate the day that we, that we get them all in the same order, all five of us. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, I ruined it, it right? Oh. Darren, you ruined it. I ruined it. You're a ruiner. Um, this was so fun. Thank you. I had a great time watching these this week, especially after the heavy documentaries. Like this was a much needed, fun, and exciting week. Yeah, Yeah, it was a feel good week. And we got Kevin to dress up as a bro, and that I didn't (laughs) kick him out. So this made me. Yeah, and we're all going to have a seizure after this from watching his television. Your TV is nuts. Going to be this was a lot. <laughs> oh, you mean you didn't watch through it for two hours to see what else would come on? No, I just found something called funny backgrounds, and I was like, "Yeah, all right." It's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it was, I think the cats with cat arms and cat it was terrible. Serious. There was also the um. Did you see like the like one-eyed like spider monsters that were like attacking the world? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was terrifying. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like those cats that stretched out and then stretched back. And yeah, yeah. Long, oh yeah, that was bad too. The sheep that would like the sheep that would turn into like more sheeps. <laughs> yeah, with the, the llama head. <laughs> it was just the juxtaposition of that and then like broy Kevin with a popped collar. <laughs> and sunglasses. <laughs> and sunglasses. At nighttime. Uh, my favorite was the, the hair curl. Oh yeah, the cat yeah. coming down. I love that was like you look like Topher Grace from Take Me Home Tonight. <laughs> yes. I said he just looks like his brother. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Um, well, I, I see Kevin, but I don't see a miracle shining from the sky. I'm no good at statues and stories. Wow. I try. That's not what I think about. That's not what I see. I know what the sunlight can be. The light. The light in the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As soon as I, as soon as, 
as soon as I remembered Matthew Morrison was in that one, I was like, and I know what my quote's going to be. <laughs> you knew it was going to be a pizza joke? No, just like in the piazza. I just, oh, had to, okay. I just decided to say pizza in the moment. I loved it. Keep it. Clever. Play in the pizza um, forever. Yeah, clever. <laughs> there's there's got to be some girl who auditioned with this song without knowing anything about the show and Light said the light of the pizza. Light the pizza. Right, it has Light to be. the pizza. Or like would joke oh, about it. Uh, <laughs> they would joke about it with their family. Like, oh, like their dad be like, you auditioned for light in the pizza? And then like, and then they get in the audition room and like totally have a brain fart. Yep. And just, yeah. I'm sure it was done in Forbidden Broadway too. Probably. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, well, thank <sighs> you all so much for joining us. This was super fun. We'll let you know what our next uh, movie um, uh, grouping Ooh. is going to be for another host's choice. That's going to be super fun. Um, Whose turn is next? Uh, well, I-, I think I'm going next. Oh, okay. Kevin, Yay! Were you say something? I was going to say. So, someone brought up in our Facebook group. Uh, I I believe it was Linda that uh, Haley doesn't have her own like hashtag name because like Aaron is like hashtag bestie of the show. And she's like, Haley's been on long enough now that she has to have her own, like... Wait, who said that he was bestie of the show? Linda. <laughs> no, I, I think I started doing that as a thing. I, yeah, I think we did. Oh, I didn't even know we do that. So we need to give Haley a name. <laughs> that you guys should, like, tweet at us and help us discover a good, like, hashtag name for Haley. Yeah. Ah. Uh. What an honor. Would she be like ingenue of the show? Like sweetheart of the show? <laughs> Apparently I need one also because Brian does not approve. I said it in the of the show. <laughs> oh, I can't take it because... Listen, if you need to be the best friend of an inanimate thing, then that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but seriously, thank you two for joining us again. We always appreciate Thanks. it. This is for like, having us. this is the, one of the best times of my week. I really enjoy doing. I know. It, I look forward to it every week. Yeah, um, it helps me know what day it is. Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, that all sounds like way too much emotions for me. But like, y'all are cool. All right, we can leave <laughs> now. Thanks. Um, you can follow us at Broadwasted. You can hey, that's find us. us. <laughs> um, you can find us on things like Spotify and <laughs> iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. And thank you. Bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. Um, again, uh, if you are watching this, thank you so much for being a patron. If you are listening to this, um, you can find our chat about West Bank Story and all of our videos as well as that extra content on Patreon. Um, so you can check us out at Broadwaste, uh, no, patreon.com backslash Broadwasted. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, every episode we raise our glasses and we say... Bro, bro, bro. Got water now. I can't wait to take my shirt. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.